Hey, Sarah. Oh, hey, you're finally here. Thanks for picking up. Oh, yeah, sorry. I've, um, I've been busy with my new hobby. I've been really busy working around my new hobby, tinker, tinkering around in my workshop. Oh, is it eating a different kind of ice cream? Is it holding a different type of person hostage in your Listen, I know that you're just or? jealous that you're trapped on an island that basically has nothing in it all by yourself. Yeah, I'm insanely jealous. And I am st- stuck on an island that actually probably has too much on it. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of we're both equally being tortured here. No, yeah. my new hobby is actually, you know, I got really tired of kind of playing at the little kind of top golf simulator that they have over here and doing the race, the go-kart track and mm-hmm. um, looking through the mu- the private museum and everything. And I actually just got, uh, I just been kind of taking it back to basics and I've, um, I've been building ships and bo- ships in a bottles. Oh, ships that's bottles. cool. Yeah. I've Is been, that the plural um, of it? Ships in a bottles? Uh, sh- yeah. Ships in a bottles. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually getting pretty good at it now. Um, that's, that is cool. I I've been built um, a Star Trek Enterprise in a bottle. Is that a ship? Spaceship, yeah. I guess. Spaceship. Okay. It's not a boat. What have you been up to? Um, I've also been actually kind of putting stuff into the bottles as well. Brandon went for a swim and kind of hasn't come back. Now, Brandon, that's your best friend over there at your island? Yeah, and kind of my boyfriend, we ultimately sort of sealed the deal and... And just to clarify, by sealed the deal, you mean um, you guys had sex? Yeah, and also we got married in a private ceremony. And that is, correct me if I'm wrong, that's a basketball that you face painted a a face on? Guy with a orange head and, you know, kind of bumpy skin, yeah. Perfectly round head and no body. Yeah, so he went for a swim, and I was like, okay, be back soon, and he kind of hasn't gotten back. So in the meantime, I've been writing messages and putting them into bottles and then sort of just throwing them out to sea, hoping somebody finds one and can come pick me and Brandon up whenever he gets back. That's so funny. That's such a funny coincidence. I don't know I, why that's funny. Well, because I said that I've been putting the ships in the bottles. I mean, you know, the way I was getting the bottles is that all these bottles keep washing up on shore here, and they've got these stupid poems in them. And so I've been basically burning the poems without reading them and then building ship in a bottle in it. Fuck! The funniest thing actually was that this morning I was going down to the beach to get a new bottle for to build my latest ship in a bottle and there was actually a, um, a basketball had washed up on shore. So what? Yeah. And this place has actually a LeBron James uh, hologram at it. So I played one-on-one with LeBron. Um it, down in the private court. Um, anyway, I just think it's so funny that your best friend Brandon was like a basketball that you painted a face on, even though you deny that. He and was then, a guy with a soul. Well, this was just a basketball that washed up on shore, so I'm sure it wasn't the same guy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The face was all smeared off of this one anyway, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm never getting off of this island. You gotta take a side. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay you the fuck down. Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. 
Welcome to the big show, Hero Heads. Uh, and by the big show, I mean the golden show, the smoke show, the big kahuna, the the double four. This is season four, episode four of Please Save Me, the official recap podcast for television's number one show, Chicago Heroes. Uh, I'm your host this season and every season, always have been, always will be. My name is Ben Flores. I'm one of the creators of this show. Uh, and I'm here with um, the only other creator that I would ever do this show with, the co-captain of my ship. Um, and... Uh, and the star so, of the dope show. That's me, Sarah Black, the other co-host of this show. That's awesome. Uh, and I believe that uh, you're about 16 episodes early for the dope show, Sarah, because this is season four, episode four, not season four. Episode 20. Exactly. Hey, any show's the dope show if we're doing it together. Smoke weed every day. And welcome back to the soundboard. That's right. Uh, we've actually, Sarah and I have been recording this podcast from our two separate islands where we got shipwrecked. And um, and I'm getting my shit wrecked by a family of monkeys that won't stop playing with my hair and taking my clothes and bonking me in the head with coconuts. Right. And I'm actually in a really, an island with lots of distractions. It's kind of got a big mansion on it and a private bowling alley and an IMAX planetarium in it. And so I have not really been remembering to use the soundboard, but I'm going to try to make up for that uh, because we've actually had a lot of listeners writing in and asking us what happened to the soundboard. Um, did you get rid of the soundboard? That's what they've been no. asking. Yeah. No, is what I would say. It was what I would say to them <laughs> if their emails ended there. But of course, they always have another line after that where they say, They always have you, something else to say. Yeah. Did you get rid of the soundboard? Are you going to get rid of everything else too? Please do. That would be so great. Get rid of Sarah as your co-host. Yeah. Get somebody a little bit more funny as your co-host. Scott Ackerman. And then maybe get rid of yourself. Yeah. And, and then put of, Jason Mantzoukas there. Yeah, and just kind of, you know, be an Earwolf podcast run by different people with a different title. Yeah, Exactly. And we, to that we say, also, similar to the soundboard answer, no. You're a monster. So, uh, <laughs> what did you think of um, this? And this is another thing that we, uh, uh, I'm about to ask you what you thought of this week's episode of Chicago Heroes. Yes. We've had a lot of listeners, of course, writing in, asking, are you guys going to discuss Chicago Heroes this week on yep. the podcast? Mm -hmm. And to that we say yes. Probably. Probably. If you're lucky. If you're lucky, um, <laughs> you play your cards right. We'll do what we came here to do and come here to do every week, yes. but only if you're good. Right. Um, and people often say, you know, I wish you wouldn't, but uh, we're going to go ahead and do it. Uh, this one's for us. That's right. This one's for us. So. So. Did you enjoy this week's episode of television's best ben. television show, Chicago Bears? <laughs> Did I enjoy this week's episode? <sighs> Does... The Pope shit in the woods? <laughs> yeah. Does that one thing we use constantly? Um, yeah, of course. That reference. Loved You're it. saying I've used that before. We've used it, con we've used it all the time. I'm not so sure I've ever said that one before. I'm not so sure about that. 
Well, nobody check us on this, please. But yes, I love the episode. Um, I thought it was a, a lot of fun. Um, a very unique story. So un- unlike anything I've ever seen or heard before. And, you know, some great forward momentum in mm-hmm. the world of Chicago um, and in the world of these heroes. Um, yeah. You know, you know go, you, you go ahead, please. Continue. Oh, I was just going to say the heroes sort of took a backseat to a lot of this episode. But when they were brought in, it was just like for the perfect reasons. Yep. Um, and it's nice to see them playing with the format as always, you know, the show never quite is the same from episode to episode. And this one is no different. And, um, yeah, you, you know, know, I used to say show- it every time, but there- they did top themselves this time. Yeah, they really did. Um, they, the last, ep- they topped themselves, which is to say that the previous episode, season four, episode three, kind of pulled a, um, kind of pull the power bottom on this episode. That's right. Okay. And so I've used that reference or that kind of little image twice in a row now. Use that one last week as well. And we'll That's just great. see if we can find a place to squeak Keep that in there. That. Uh, Keep doing that. Every yeah. week. Um, you know, a lot of shows we've seen this come up in recent years in the age of prestige television. Uh, we've mm-hmm. seen anthology series where a show will mm-hmm. do uh, a season with you know a certain set of characters uh, right. and a certain story set in a certain time and place, uh, yeah. and then they'll take instead of taking the characters and carrying them over to the next season or the plot and carrying it over the setting and carrying it over, they kind of just take the vibe and carry that mm-hmm. over to the next season, right? Yeah, like, I've never really seen any other TV shows, but I have to assume that's true. Yeah, well, I mean, they do it on that. They, they do that on that um, that one that's set in the midwest uh um malcolm in the middle of the west fago fago they do it on fago yes oh nice i assume it's called that because of the um because of beverage the soda pop that the insane of course that the uh that the insane clown posse um, yes i'll say and the 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 vibe that's carried through is the raucous kind of juggalo culture yeah. vibe. You know what's interesting? That's also all the characters <laughs> and everything too. Yeah. Well, well I was going to say it's not all the characters. You know, they kind of will do a different set of characters for each season in in Fago. I oh, haven't watched right. it. In, I haven't watched Fago, but I understand that they do. Um, yeah. You know what's actually, and I'm going to get to my point in a moment here, but I have another point to make first. Don't bother. You know what's kind of funny about the Insane Clown Posse uh, is Everything? that, well, as the times get more and more insane, um, the Clown Posse seems even more and more sane every every day. Ah, uh, so it's kind of the inverse of um, <laughs> our phones get smarter, but people get stupider. <laughs> it's our phones get smarter. Why don't we? You're obviously referencing the... Um, My own joke. <laughs> uh, sure, your own joke. Uh, yeah, that nobody Okay, so is this breaking else. news? Breaking news here. Uh, and this brings us to our breaking news moment for this week. Uh, <laughs> are you accusing Master Jokester, legendary Jokesmith? I couldn't think of another prefix besides joke. Uh, the Joker. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld of Joke Theft? Yeah, of course. Motherfucker's been stealing my material for decades. Oh my God. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, yeah, it's kind of the reverse of that. Um, so uh, in a world of the, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. 
kind of like that kind of a thing. So the one eye is working. Yeah. Anyway, the point is um, Chicago Heroes is kind of like an anthology series, uh, mm -hmm. except it does it with every episode. <laughs> yep. And I'm glad we got there. Ben, what did you think of this week's episode? All I have are negative thoughts. And the reason that all I have are negative thoughts about this week's episode is that I, I just can't get over the fact that I'm not watching it right now. It's kind of so, like how people kill themselves after Avatar. And yes, I was do so bring good. this one up constantly. it was so good, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, this is actually a classic piece of 21st century history. Um, and uh, there was actually a record number of people where after they saw the movie Avatar, um, what did they do? Killed themselves. Yes. Um, there was basically, a, if you go to any theater in America in 2009, when Avatar is playing, and take a look at whether there's a stream of people leaving that movie like Lemmings from the 90s video game Lemmings, all just mm -hmm. walking to the straightest cliff and just dropping off of it like a pencil dive. You know, just walking straight off of it like they don't even know that there's a drop off there. Just one yep. after another. Go to any movie theater in 2009 where Avatar's playing and look at that and tell me if that's not what you see. And often, you know, people are sort of calling, you know, the theaters that were playing that movie Hotel California because you uh, don't have to go home, but you can't stay there. <laughs> it's not your fault. Don't fuck with me. It's not your fault. So anyway, um, we just would like to take a moment here to tell you that if we, if, it's any, if we have any power over it whatsoever, there will be another episode of Chicago Heroes next week. Don't take any rash actions. We know that you are huge fans of this television show. And without it... We are too. We're even bigger than you. So even think bigger. about that. We have less of a reason to live if they take it off the air than you do. Yes. Okay? So keep thinking about that anytime you, you know get too big for your britches yeah okay it's not all about you <laughs> yeah it's about them the sh chicago heroes and the producers and writers and directors and sort of the even the advertisers it's about them as well so did you say your prayers last night mm -hmm. yeah me too i prayed now for them i to lay me get... down to sleep i pray the lord my soul to keep thy love guard me through the night and wake me with the morning light amen god bless Chicago Heroes, Chicago Heroes Director, Chicago Heroes Producer, Chicago Heroes Gaffers, Chicago Heroes Writers Room, Chicago Heroes um, Production Assistant, Chicago Heroes Catering, Chicago Heroes Craft Services, Chicago Heroes Advertisers, amen. Enough said. So let's get into this week's episode. Um, Did you like this? Just kidding. We talked about it. We loved it. Yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. And I did think that it was great that they kind of focused on a new character. I mean, obviously, we lost a character from the show uh, at the end of season three. We didn't lose her from our hearts, and we certainly didn't lose her from our minds, um, which are the I always say is the hearts of the of the head. Uh, That's so right. we didn't lose her from either of those places. Um, but we haven't seen her appear on screen this season. Um, she's gone, but she's not forgotten. And she is actually kind of a specter that looms over the city of Chicago, even though she's moved on to not necessarily greener, but bigger pastures. She's kind of like, you can't watch 
the 2019 cinematic masterpiece Joker without thinking about Heath Ledger's Joker, right? Yeah, I mean, I can't watch it anyway because I um, get too scared of how twisted it all is. Yeah. And because... There's nothing more um, serious than comedy. Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 2 kind of triggers some stuff for me. So, can't even watch the best scene. Yeah. You don't even like to think about the idea that um, there was a second part to rock and roll. You just like rock. No. Yeah. I You're kind of like just a rock gal. Rock. Yeah, I'm a little bit rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're a little bit rock and roll. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. uh, this week's episode, though, I did um, I did like that they kind of, you know, we lost Marilisa Kudrow from the end of season three. And yes. We have, Gone but not forgotten. With the other heroes that we've still been focusing on, I mean, we have Rachel, we have Ross, we have, if he's even kind, it's not really a hero, but he's kind of a loser right. who hangs out with them. We have Joey, we have Chandler, and we have Monica, right? right. I mean, you got yep. you got everything you need there. You got your cop, you got mm-hmm. your firefighter, your paramedic, you got your lawyer, and you have even someone you don't need, which is your paleontologist. But, right. It's like having a pizza. You've got your crust. Uh-huh, you've yes, got your sauce. Your sauce. You got your cheese. Exactly pepperoni and and you've got your pepperoni and then you have um somebody taking a big fucking dump on that pizza right yeah in and the shape Ross. of a dinosaur bones yeah <laughs> but so and that's how you know if your bowel movements are healthy actually is if they are the size and shape of dinosaur bones i do actually remember seeing an infomercial when i was younger for and this is real not making i know that you and i we like to have a fun time every once in a while on this podcast we're kind of and we do we'll do goofs um, yeah, but, uh, I do remember seeing an infomercial for a kind of a cleanse product in which the, the, the indicator that you needed the cleanse product and then that the cleanse product would, had, had worked or not was the girth of your bowel movements. And that if they weren't big enough, that meant you needed to cleanse if, if your bowel movements weren't kind of like big giant logs then that meant that you weren't healthy (laughs) where was this content being served up like on television it was an infomercial what was the product i don't remember what it was called or anything i just remember that it was basically like you know they had these like graphics for like you know this is what your you know your intestines look like or whatever and you know they're all clogged up you know you need to clean those out and you should be having these big healthy kind of log turds uh which is technically I, i my understanding of it that's not how it works that is actually how it works. I think that's um, not how it works. I mean, you're not supposed to have like a log, but it's supposed to be like kind of like a banana, but smaller, but like same, similar shape. So like a plantain. And like smooth. Yeah, basically. And that and it's like supposed to be one piece, like that's the healthiest poop there is on the Bristol stool scale, which is like the medically approved scale for what shits look like. So it should just be like one, once a month, the size yep. of a big plantain. Yeah. And then every day, in addition to that, and every uh, every day you should be having just like really wet ones as much as possible. Right. From the front. Yeah. Yeah. Yellow, really wet and yellow and from the front. Yep. Like really wet. (laughs) Yep. And chunky. I like that we started to kind of replace this Mayor Lisa Kudrow character that we had lost. Um, Because this 
this is when we first get an introduction. I mean, I've been asking myself, honestly, okay, uh, what's Chicago doing without a mayor, right? Because Mayor Lisa Kudrow won the presidential race. She's going off to be president. Right. Uh, the city doesn't have a mayor right now. Uh, mere anarchy is being loosed upon Chicago. Is basically what I was well, saying. Well, they forgot time. to have a mayoral election totally to forgot. replace her. Yeah. So they just kind of like bumped up somebody into the role. It basically slipped their mind. Um, and then afterwards, it was kind of like, it was kind of like, you know, you forget to do it was like if you forgot to write a paper you know yes so oh my then gosh yes, you just like grab feeling. a paper you wrote for a different class and mm -hmm. like kind of do copy kind of do like um find find replace on the main subject uh -huh. you know yeah mm -hmm. like you forgot to write what could be something you had forgot to write your paper on um for history class the bristol stool scale okay, for science class the bristol school school stool scale Right, mm -hmm. forgot to write your paper on that, and uh -huh. but you did write your paper on the Peloponnesian War for history. Yes. So yeah, which I'm always studying. You're like always doing that, right? Yeah. So you got I'm a bunch of those. So it. you just grab one of those papers and you just mm -hmm. find and replace Peloponnesian War with mm -hmm. Bristol School School Scale. That's right. It's very hard to say the stool scale. Uh huh. Um, so anyway, I think we've gotten off track here. The point, yeah, a little bit. But is, I think it's important to kind of explore, you know, that this territory and kind of talk about, you know, the realities of what, uh, you know, it's it's unclear if this was a writers' room decision or if it was <laughs> an actual decision made by the city of Chicago to not yeah, I feel have you. a mayor just slip right in there. I feel you. Um, well, I would say that the writers sort of let they kind of rip from the headlines, right, often. They'll kind of yes. look at what's happening in the world and they say to society, we are your mirror. So we're going to show yes. you what you look like. Um, so I would say that it's intentional. I always assume that everything on this show is intentional and that a lot of thought and a lot of forethought and a lot of afterthought actually and surrounding thought, parathought, goes yes. into it. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess it's like, a craft beer versus like a d just a mass-produced domestic beer right like you have a lot more care everything is intentional you're putting in flavors um you're making small batches and yeah oftentimes it tastes like shit but it's better yeah i mean it's the best show in the world it's the most watched show in the world literally billions of people watch it every week and yep. so if you got billions of people watching your show every week you better take your time with it um, exactly. So, but they so they wrote into the show that Chicago forgot to have their mayoral election, and then right afterwards, <laughs> they kind of used some exposition at the beginning of this episode to do that, right? So we opened mm -hmm. on a voiceover, right? A voiceover yep. of a really crude um, kind of style of animation with basically mm -hmm. just little construction paper cutouts, you know, yep. and uh, a voiceover that was kind of staticky. I mean, it sounded like maybe almost like it had just been recorded using the internal mic on like a ThinkPad or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Very staticky. Um, incredibly low quality. Hard to even, yes. Hard to even pick up what they were saying at some points, but I think most of the, mo the, the just got across, I think between that and the animation. Yeah, I mean, it was like, basically it was like in the ancient city of Chicago in the year 2020, uh, 
a fateful event occurred, or didn't occur, should I say. Hang on, wait, uh, it didn't occur. In the year 2020, a fateful event did not occur. The government forgot to, uh, yeah, yeah, that's for me. Italian sub? Yeah, that's for me. Uh-huh. Thanks. Yeah, I'll buzz you up. Fateful event did not occur. They forgot to have the election of mayor. Well, that kind of rhymes. Okay, that kind of rhymes. That's a good one. All right, make sure to use that. So, and so what the government puppet string pullers had to do was move up a guy into the role, a guy who was new. So it was, that was, we actually just played the clip from the show. Yeah, it was so cool and and then we open just kind of on a scene of the mayor at their desk um sort of barking an order like oh it's time we have to go Mm -hmm. and everybody's sort of just like going to grab their jackets and their suit coats and things like that and get ready to sort of head out the door hustling and bustling the mayor keeps yelling about how this is basically christmas for me this is basically my christmas and everybody's like, okay, but you haven't been mayor until like right now. Like you don't know if they're, this compares to Christmas or not yet, but I, I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. And the mayor was like, what's that I hear complaining from my little elves? You better whistle while you work. That's right. So this new guy, what do you think of him? <laughs> um, definitely a different style. Different style uh, <laughs> than Mayor Lisa Kudrow. Mayor Lisa Kudrow, Big time. three times as mean. If not more. Yeah, this guy's really, he's... What a pushover. Really nice. If we're going to compare this guy to Sa- Santa, you know, Mary Lisa Kudrow would have been Satan. Satan. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I Yeah. I think very jolly and <laughs> just like ready to go. Um, would be interested to see more and see uh, sort of some policy plans and measures put into place, task forces, et cetera, that, um, you know, could help sort of, you know, uh, revitalize the city in a time where it needs it most. Um, but that's not. <laughs> yeah, he had a whiteboard up in his sh- office with kind of a list of the deficit from each area of Chicago right. public policy and public works, right? Exactly. So we basically yep. had, you know, like just big minus signs with big millions of dollars for education, for health care, for, I mean, transportation, Yep. For other things, you know? I mean, it was a big, yeah. it was a big long list. <laughs> like know? all the kind of stuff that they do. Right. I mean, pretty much all that they had was that they were just pumped. Like, it just basically had listed on the budget. And then it said, like, you know, it's a tax refund. And then there was a big positive sign there, right? Of just right. like, like, big positive sign and big stars around it and exclamation uh-huh. points. Smiley faces. Right. Yeah. And so we started to see what was actually going to happen is that the mayor. He's he's basically got his big bag, big you know, big yeah. Santa's bag, of with a big money sign on it, but not because he's stealing. He looks like he because, robbed the bank, though. Yes, but he looks like Santa, so he doesn't. He doesn't look like he so, robbed the bank because he looks like Santa. Yeah, yeah, I think the Santa he's like seventy five percent Santa, twenty five percent maybe robbing a bank. Okay, so for me, the parts of him that were Santa was the big beard, right? <laughs> and the parts that was around the bank was the big sack with the money sign on it and uh-huh. he had a bandit mask on sort of like the hamburglar yeah and was wearing a p- pantyhose over his face so he had the bandit mask and then he also had the <laughs> pantyhose over the bandit mask but then he had the pantyhose cut out so that you could see the bandit mask 
That's right. <laughs> it was wearing all black. Yes, with white stripes. Yep. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he had the big beard, of course, which was under the pantyhose, right? <gasps> um, so, so he had to use um, size XXXL pantyhose to get over that big beard. Yeah. Um, but it's poking out everywhere, kind of. <laughs> yeah. The beard is poking through the pantyhose even, not just out from the bottom, but kind of like... Um, no, just kind of like he has out. a very bristly beard. So yeah, it's very prickly. Poking a lot of holes out of the pantyhose. He looks like Hellraiser. Pinhead. Is Pinhead and Hellraiser different characters? Hellraiser isn't a character. But is Pinhead the Hellraiser? No. Um, Pinhead is a um, Cenobite. Um, There are other Cenobites as well. Pinhead's just kind of like the leader of the gang. Um, And I I presume Hellraiser is more of just like the the theme of the films. Um, It's based around this puzzle box that upon solving unlocks pleasures and pains previously unknown to man. And the Cenobites come up from hell to kind of take you and show you those pleasures and pains and drag you down into hell where those exist. And um, so, yeah, Santa kind of looked like Pinhead. Well, this guy, this guy, the mayor, he looked a little bit like him because he had his hair was poking out of the pantyhose like that. And he was about to give people not pains, but pleasures previously. He's giving them their tax refund checks. Yes, it's May 15th. And so now they've counted up all the money from last month's tax day mm-hmm. and now they know what everybody's getting back and the mayor you know he's adamant yes i want to have to hand deliver gotta hand deliver these and i'm gonna sign everyone personally and he has this annoying naggy little so they go they go out and he, yep. he does a few houses worth right we see him and do you want to say who he's played by who the the new mayor who the new mayor was yeah. played by well i would love to i would personally i would love to say it you know, yeah. Um, it's hard to pronounce. The actor's name is hard to pronounce. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think Hugh Jackman is that hard to pronounce. And I'll explain why Hugh Jackman is hard for me <laughs> to pronounce. And I'll explain that right now. Um, so I've never been clear on whether his name is Hugh Ackman <laughs> or or. Um, Hugh or Hugh Jackman, Jack right? So it's like, yeah. is it Hugh Jackman or is it Hugh Jackman? Like, I don't really, yeah. like, is his first name huge or is it Hugh Jack? And I just can't really. It's Hugh Jack. It's Hugh Jack. I, when I was little, I used to think it was Hugh Act Man. And my mm, family would make so much fun of yeah. me for that. Well, and he does have a huge act where he does his kind of one man. Um, didn't he call his show the greatest show on earth or something like that? That's a movie he was in. So, yeah, it was his show. That's a movie he was in. Okay. But he also did a one-man show, right? Yeah, called The Greatest Show on Earth. So, he did a show called... So, that's that's got to be confusing for him, right? Because he did a movie called The Greatest Show on Earth. I think he did that as a challenge And then he also did a show called The Greatest... Two different things. Oh, his... Uh, actually, his um, solo show was called The Greaterest Show on Earth. Ah, I get it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of a fuck you to the film, but... That's how he got around. Anyway, he's playing, he looks like Santa. So yeah, yeah, he's, um, he looks like Santa. I mean, we obviously, we just described what he looked like. And you guys all saw the episode of television and you saw what he looked like. So actually this is, so hit us up. Um, so this is um, this week's 
listener lean in moment um, where we want you to lean into us with your thoughts. Um, and we want to know, did you think that Hugh Jackman looked like Santa in this week's episode of Chicago Heroes? Or did you think that he looked like somebody else? And if you did think he looked like somebody else, who did he look like? Thank you in advance. And you can find us on at Please Save Me Pod on Twitter, uh, or you can email us at please save me pod at gmail.com. Please save me podcast at gmail.com. Try both. Send it to both. <laughs> yeah, BCC one of them. Um, so, Yo, Ben, you. Yeah, BCC. You were just- we wouldn't want to. Because you wouldn't want the other email to get hurt by seeing that you were also sending it to another one. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, Ben, you were describing um, uh, right before we kind of got cut off here, and I and I cut you off to ask you who was playing um, our new mayor, but you and I think you know you were about to mention something about this like annoying little guy that was sort of following him around as like an assistant, but also seemed to sort of have some additional specialties or powers. Um, So yeah, why don't we dive into that? Yeah, Um, yeah. Hugh Jackman had this little guy um, played by uh, who's he played by? Uh, well, we can get to that in a moment, but basically this guy, just this kind of dumbass looking guy. Yes. Just played by this dumbass looking guy who was following him around and was basically like, um, he kept saying, he was kind of trying to give advice, I guess. Like I kind of, he, uh, he honestly looked like such fucking shit and I can't believe I don't remember who the actor was. Oh, he, I honestly, he looked so shitty. If you're not a 10. Just, I can't remember your name. Right. Um, I've only got like so many slots in my mental Rolodex. And if you're not a 10, then I'm going to crumple your little card up and I'm going to throw it in the trash where it belongs in my mind trash. So anyway, this guy was following, uh, mayor Hugh Jackman around and yeah, just kind of looking like they were going and mayor Hugh Jackman would like go up to a house and he would knock on the door and then the head of the Mm -hmm. household would come to the door and mayor Hugh Jackman say, is this the head of the household? Right. I need to be speaking with the head of the household. Right. So a lot of times a little kid would answer the door and Mayor Hugh Jackman... They'd say, Santa? Santa. And he would pretend to be Santa for a moment. (laughs) Yeah. He'd say, no. And his little um, guy that was following him around, his little assistant guy, was like, "Um, we really need to hurry, Mayor Hugh Jackman, because if we don't get all of these... First of all, you should be using the signature stamp that I gave you instead of signing these by hand for everyone. Second of all, if a child answers the door, it's not the head of the household. Right away, you can tell that. (laughs) They don't pay taxes. They don't file taxes. And third of all, if we don't finish these today, it's going to roll over tomorrow. And tomorrow is the Ides of May. Remember, remember, the Ides of May. The Ides of May. And Hugh Jackman is like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what an Ide is, but fine. I'll I'll try to keep this moving. Well, he does a pretty bad job. Does a really bad job of keeping it moving. I mean... Like, what are some of the things that slow him down from going door to door to every house in Chicago? Um, the pantyhose keeps slipping off his head, first and foremost. Okay. Um, <laughs> he participates in three bar mitzvahs, two quinceañeras, and uh-huh. one bris. 
Yep. He also gives birth. Like he performs as like a midwife in a birth. He d- yes. Oh, yes. He delivers. Uh, he delivers quintuplets. A couple babies. Yeah. Quintuplets. Yeah. Oh, f- well, five it's, babies. Well, it's two babies. Five is a well, couple. It was what you said. It was a couple. There was two babies, obviously. <laughs> right. And then there was three sort of um, whatever the other three things were. Yeah. And we don't need to get into that further. Um, he fell into some quicksand, but kind of got out of that. No problem. Um, yeah, he actually went through the other side. <laughs> so. How did the chicken cross the quicksand? Drowning. Just got, just got through to the other side. Okay, I like that. I actually should have known where you're going with that one. Because the chicken cross yeah. the road joke. Very popular joke. Yeah. Pop, and would you call it a popular joke? Is that? <laughs> yeah. A super trendy joke. <laughs> it's well known. It's, it's trendy. It's on, it's a fad. It's, yeah, it's like kind of the only thing people do on TikTok. That's right. <laughs> is ask each other that joke. Did you make that joke the other day? <laughs> so he doesn't really make it through a lot of the doesn't houses. Doesn't make good time. Um, no. Lots of good reasons not to. Clock strikes 11. Mm-hmm. And time to go eat that's lunch. That's kind of the <laughs> clock strikes 11, time to go eat lunch. And then we kind of fast forward. We see the clock go spinny, 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 spinny. It goes around to yep. the other 11 p.m. And then that's time for milk and warm, warm milk, warm and, milk cookies. and cookies. Um, and do you like to have warm milk with your cookies? And do you like the cookies? What temperature do you like the cookies at? I like my cookies to be a little bit warm, and I don't drink milk. Okay. Well, I thought we were going to get actually a little more out of that one. That was... Well, what do you do? What If it's so freaking interesting, what do you do? I like the milk to be regular temperature and the cookies <laughs> oh so kind of like room so temp like it's been sitting out for like an hour or so cookies to be regular temperature also <laughs> so um he gets to 11 and that's like kind of the big question of the episode at this point is like is he going to make it through all of his deliveries before the ides of may and i kept saying you know kind of into my tin can to you i kept saying i don't know what the fuck an eyed is either so i don't know why anybody is kind of worried even about and this. i said to you i'd tell you but i don't know yeah exactly so we find out obviously we do find out by looking it up on they the, the show gave us a look up the ides of may break yes and we took it we took it we used it um we we binged it and we found it, it out. Yeah. And you're about to find out too. So, you know, next day he wakes up and... Well, we, we cut first away, right? Like, like we, yes, we, he, he, we had the big question, but we cut before... I don't know if you remembered this. We cut to the hero house. Oh, right. And I was like, oh, finally. Because there's this weird kind of interlude. Yes. yes. And I'm like, oh, my God, the episode's actually starting, right? Like, you know, you and I. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, I almost forgot who these people were. Right, Monica, Ross, I almost forgot. Chandler, Joey, Rachel. I mean, these are. And then I was like, oh, these are the I have to see Ross's face again. Right. And I mean, I know that I've destroyed. I got so pissed. Oh, my God, I've destroyed uh, probably 19 televisions over here. Um, shooting at the screen when Ross shows up. With what? Gun. 
Oh. You have guns over there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You shot down a plane. On my exile island? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I said I shot 19 of the TVs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I shot one with a 22. I shot one with a 38 special. I shot one with a uh, Colt 45. I shot one with a 9mm. I shot one with a 30-06 shotgun. Um, I shot one with a um, uh, AK-47. I shot another with an AR-15, um, which stands, of course, for assault rifle 15. Um, I shot one... I don't know why you would need to say that. Yeah, well, I mean, you wouldn't, but, you know, people get crazy ideas in their heads. Um, I shot one with an airsoft rifle. I shot one with a BB gun. Um, a Red Rider mm-hmm. BB gun. Um, yeah, and BB stands for Blood Blood. Blood Blood 8. I shot one with a BB-8 gun. <laughs> um, I shot one with a... And then I sort of ran out of t- like actual specific gun names at that point. I shot one with yeah. a grenade launcher. shot one with an RPG. <laughs> I shot one with a bow and arrow. I shot one with... Which is a type of a gun. katana, which is a sword that I threw... I shot one with... Which th- thereby makes it a gun. <laughs> well, and so I don't know if you can hear that in the background, um, but that's actually um, the... That's my alarm going off. Your alarm is a baby crying? Yeah, I have a crying baby alarm that goes off when it tells us that we have to take a break to go to sponsor. Okay. <laughs> Please Save Me is brought to you by, well, you. That's right. You're our sponsor. If you head to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and then rate and review it, you're doing us a favor. would like to read to you a, uh, a recent review we've gotten um, in the past couple of months. This one is from Physics Major, and the title is New Pod on My List. This is a five-star review. Sarah and Ben are true hero heads. Not much can get past their standard for art, television, and storycraft. Ben's ability to slip in subtle jokes that take a whole season to get bring a colorful addition to a show with dark moments. Sarah's innate talent to catch clues left by producers that no other hero head on our hero, head for heroes could ever pick up. This is why Please Save Me is not only the best Chicago Heroes podcast, but the best podcast in the world. Thanks a lot, Physics Major. And I'm going to go ahead and read one more review, and then we'll get back to the episode. This is a review from Her... Oh, and it's not clear whether that was a typo and they meant to type in hero or whether it was kind of a little joke about sort of his O versus her O, um, hero. But anyway, this one is from her. Oh, that's the, no, this one's from shouting tube 380 and the subject line of the review is her O. And it's not really clear whether that's little typo or, you know, like I just said, anyway, there's a five-star review and the content of the review is the word. Yeah. Thanks again. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And tell a friend if you have one. Okay, so before we cut to sponsors, we were discussing how uh, the the show took this little um, uh, detour. It was a detour in this episode, but you and I, we were watching it, and we were like, oh my God, this is finally the show is getting started. We're going to see the heroes, right? Right. These are, the, and I was these like, are actually the subject of the show. Let's go see them. Right? Yes, I was turned the fuck up. So, and they were, I mean... They definitely delivered, you know, like my excitement was warranted. You know, they were doing kind of 
some of the stuff we know them to be doing best, chilling, which is chilling, vibing, vibing, kicking hanging, back, relaxing. Yes. And they were all kind of doing some fun stuff chillaxing. together. Chillaxing and vibing. Yeah. I mean, basically they were like back at the hero house. I mean, last week the heroes, they were like pretty much like quarantined away from the hero house, away from danger. Well, yep. they're back at their pad this week and they're making the most of it. I mean, they've yes. got a pool at the hero house, for example. What, right. do you, what do you do, Sarah, when you have a pool? Splish splash. You splish splash in it. And, and you do cannonballs and you try to do dives if it's deep enough and you push other people into it. You get a big floaty and you lay on it with a cocktail in your hand. There's a lot of you can, there's a lot you can do with a pool. Right. Um, what is only natural if you have, okay, you have pool in the back of your house, right? What's, uh-huh. what's like the number one thing that you want to have in your driveway of your house? A boat for the pool. A boat for the pool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> number one thing that you want to have on a boat. Um, steering wheel. Okay, steering wheel. Uh, really big, giant steering wheel, right? Oversized. Uh-huh. Um, big, big steering oversized wheel. Oversized novelty steering wheel. <laughs> okay, right? Uh, yep. On your oversized novelty steering wheel, uh, what do you want to have? Air freshener. Air fresheners. And what do you want those air fresheners to smell like? If you're like got a sweet pad, you got a pool in the back, you got your boat for the pool in the front and the driveway, you got your oversized novelty steering wheel, and you've got the air fresheners on it. Like in your mashed mind. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Mashed potatoes and gravy. And of course, mashed potatoes and gravy. Um, what is the vegetable that you have with your mashed potatoes and gravy on your plate and you do sort of a fun thing where you put them into the mashed potatoes and the gravy? Kind of any vegetable, really. I like yeah. doing it with anything, okay. like asparagus or green beans yeah. or carrots or... Yeah. Kind of um, was thinking peas, especially was peas. <laughs> uh, yeah, peas. Okay, and so especially peas. you don't want peas. to peas in the pool. You do not want to peas in the pool. So you got to get them out of the pool. Um, so that's what the heroes were doing. They were doing trick shots from the pool. So they had their basketballs and they were in the pool and they were shooting them all the way up over the house into the basketball hoop on the driveway. Kind of like putting a pea into mashed potatoes and gravy. So that's basically what was happening in the scene was like the heroes are making the most of their sick suburban pad, which is right in the middle of the city. Yeah, they're kind of urban-suburban hybrid. Right. They're kind of like, it's like millennial suburbia, which is like right in the city. And... They are making, they're kind of getting their Vine channel up and running and everything. Um, yep. And they're doing trick shots and they're doing dances and they're doing pranks and they're doing um, glow ups and makeup tips. My, uh, I love the pranks. They're honestly my favorite part. Me too. Oh my God, dude. They got Ross so good. Yeah. He was covered in shit. Yes. And blood and like basically every. Anything that could come out of a human body. Right. And um, Mountain Dew. Tears. Mountain Dew, you know. Uh-huh. Right. Um, he had pig's blood. Oh, they got him too. So, oh, they got him so good with that prank. That yeah. prank where they gave him the, um, they gave him, um, they, gave him a gla- <laughs> they gave him a glass of water. <laughs> they said, hey, I bet you can't drink this glass of water really f- fast. And Ross, of course, he's always trying to like be kind of one of the heroes. So he has to take a dare, you know. And for me, 
I would not have drank that glass of water because I looked at, I took one look at it and I go, no way. Uh, yeah. Right. It's cloudy. It's green. It's brown. It is not water. <laughs> it's, I can literally smell it through the television. Yeah. Right? And it smelled like shit. It did not smell like mashed potatoes and, and gravy. And it's also like seven 11 big gulp size cup. Yeah. That has the poison control. Um, you know the little poison control icky face? Uh-huh. Yep. yep. Icky, like, yucky, don't eat this. The icky face all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ross drinks it right up. <laughs> yep. And then he ends up... <laughs> Pretty much goes into a coma for, the, yeah. for, like the, for like most of the rest of the episode. And thank God for that. Until the very end. Right. Which we'll get, we'll to, get to at the end of the, this episode. So I was like, I could live in this environment. Let's yeah, just stay here. Totally. Yeah. Well, they like, stay to pull here forever. The, they like to pull the rug on that out from under you. That's Chicago right. Heroes. So then it's the next day and it's the Ides of May, whatever the fuck that means. I know. We go back to this mayor. He's waking up like you had said. Yep. He has his striped pajamas and his little sleeping cap on. And he right. Gets which out is of a pair bed. of pantyhose that he wears all the way pulled down over his face and his beard. <laughs> exactly. But it's different from the one he was wearing yesterday. That's right. He changes it out every day. And he takes a quick shower and sort of washes his pantyhose in the shower mm-hmm. as well. And then he gets out and he puts his suit on for the day. And then he calls up his stupid ass, dumb ass, ugly ass sidekick and says, we got to get back out there. Let's go. And the sidekick is like, eh, it's the Ides of May. Remember, remember the Ides of May. Mm-hmm. And the mayor's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what that means. I don't give a shit. I have to finish doing this. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, um, and I actually can explain why he said ho, ho, ho. I know that no one was asking for an explanation, but I can explain it. Um, so I actually saw in the behind the scenes of this episode that they accidentally reversed some of the audio. And he was supposed to be mm. saying, he actually had said, oh, oh, oh. Uh, on oh. <laughs> into the microphone. He said, oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Oh. Yeah, like sort of, oh, I get it. I understand that I'm supposed to go, that it's the eyes of May, I guess basically is what he tried to explain. <laughs> but they accidentally, um, the audio guy got drunk and they actually reversed the audio. And sometimes they'll just do that for fun and to like make sure you're still paying attention because these episodes can get long. Like yeah, they put Easter eggs the short- in Exactly. The shorter ones, uh, super digestible, tend to be about three or four hours, but we have had marathon episodes that have lasted nine, 10, 11 hours. So as a test of viewer patience, I think sometimes they'll put those little things in, those audio Easter eggs to make sure people are still on their toes, paying attention to everything. And this was one of those moments. Plus the guy was drunk. Exactly. So a whole variety of kind of things were happening. A perfect storm. And speaking of a perfect storm, this day could not have been more perfect for the mayor to continue handing out tax refunds. Yes, exactly. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House! That's what the previous mayor said. Well, the new mayor, he got to take over the best duty, which is handing out the tax refunds, and he goes around to do more of it. And um, But now it's the eyes of May, so things are a little bit different. Um, yesterday, he was pretty much was taking his time. Um... Today he's trying to hurry to get through it, right? Like that's right. Um, the his assistant goes, "It's the eyes of May. You need to get to safety. You need to get to like we need to get you to your safe house. We need to get you to your safe house. It's the eyes of May." Um, uh huh. 
and the so the mayor is kind of like okay all right and he goes and first couple checks it's totally fine the next one he goes up it's this big house on the corner of chicago uh lane and the house at the corner of chicago lane it's like a freak house i mean this thing is like all the other houses on the street are like bright and sunny and mm-hmm. this one it's like there's literally a storm cloud over it it's dark it's gloomy yeah. it's cobwebs it's it's bad spooky it looks like yeah probably it's where um well i was gonna say it looks like where dracula's live However, yes, the mailbox actually says that the it's occupied by a Mr. Stein, mm-hmm. Frank N. Stein. So the mayor and his son, and it said, and also his son Ben Stein. They have the same middle initial N, so it's actually B and Stein, which is a weird. Did I not say it like that? It's a weird thing to name your kid B. I thought I said it. I thought I pronounced it correctly. Bet. Bienstein. 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 They had an accent, these Frankenstein yes. and Bienstein. Yeah. Um, and so the mayor, he, he you know, the, the assistant says, like, uh, who's kind of like a little guru almost, the way he keeps trying to give advice in the mayor's ear. He goes, mm-hmm. I str- he goes, I strongly advise you, Mr. Mayor, do not go up the walk to this house. I have seen something and it is not good. <laughs> That's right. And the mayor goes, you know, the Steins are, they are citizens just like everyone else in the city and they have a, re- they are owed their refund. So he goes up to the, goes up to the porch, right? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Big swinging meat cleaver swings down. And the down. guru starts kind of yelling, let me be clear. <laughs> if you go to this door, there will be hell to pay. Exactly. And I'm not saying that the people you are giving money to are hell. I'm saying they could be monsters. There's monsters they everywhere. They probably are monsters. Right. So the mayor, big swinging meat cleaver, swings in front of him on the porch, almost takes his neck off. Um, and, or his head off of his neck. Um, mm-hmm. Depends on where it would have cut. If it had cut low enough, yes. it would have also taken his neck off of his body. Um, and even his wiener. But he... If it could have gone sit low enough, could have taken his wiener off. He <laughs> he actually misses it because he bends down to he sees a shiny nickel. <laughs> bends down to pick up the shiny nickel. The cleaver swings over the top of him. He bends down. He stands up and then he accidentally drops the nickel. Bends uh-huh. down to pick it up again. The cleaver swings back and he's safe. He's through. Um, yes. And then the uh, and then did you want to? Cover what happened. We'll cover what happened once he rung to the doorbell. Yeah, they answered it, and he was kind of just like, "Here's your money," and they're like, "Oh, thank you very much." It's actually really nice people that live in the house. Oh my gosh, uh, so sweet, so normal. Yeah, looked great. We cut to um, the uh, one of the apartment buildings in Chicago Heights. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the mayor is. Um, he's there's a there's actually a there's like a caution slippery wind wet sign mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. at the base of the and stairs. the mayor goes oh my favorite bon jovi album <laughs> exactly uh he puts his walkman in <laughs> and starts listening to bon jovi right? that's right and he starts walking up the stairs and the music is playing loud right to the mayor right mm-hmm. we cut outside of the uh the um 
the we see at the top of the stairs, right? We cut to the top uh-huh. of the building. You remember this right. scene, obviously. Yes, of course. Um, kind of an iconic scene from this episode. And um, Yeah, people are, have been giffing the shit out of this. Uh, yeah, there's basically a mass murderer at the top of the building, <laughs> and he's using a gun, really loud gun, to murder a bunch of people, and they're bleeding, and their blood is dripping down the stairs, right? Right. And it's coming towards where the mayor is. Um, right. But the mayor, he's listening to Bon Jovi. He can't hear it. So no. he thinks everything's fine. Right, so he's, and he can't. He sort of isn't looking either because he's, he's got his eyes closed while he's singing and sort of dancing along. Right, he's um, <laughs> and right before the murderer actually gets to him and the blood drips down all the way to him, he peels off, knocks on a door. It's a kind little old lady. Right, gives her her hands her her money. money. Nobody else in the building yep. is a taxpayer, and he leaves. That's kind of it. Yeah. And then we get to somewhere that seems kind of familiar, right? Mm-hmm. We get to 20, 22, 22, 22, 22B. 22B Baker Street. Yeah. Um, and if you're paying attention, that's where this sort of kind of other B story that we're not quite sold on yet has been happening. This self-styled um, detective, sort of a she-tective. Yeah. yeah. A, a girl boss, a girl boss PI, mm-hmm. a nasty gal uh, pussy investigator. Yeah, pussy investigator. <laughs> a, a pussy hat PI. That's um, right. That's right. Shirley Homer Simpson was played by Lucy Liu. So the Chicago mayor, uh, as played by I'm Hugh. asking the fucking questions here. So sort of like that is what yeah. she often yeah. sounds. That's what her voice sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So huge actman as the mayor kind of gets to the door and she kind of picks up the door <laughs> which is a garage door <laughs> to let him in and he it's says a garage door okay that had fallen over yep <laughs> and he goes well so i'm here because you actually owe money mm-hmm. to the city of chicago mm-hmm. and shirley homer simpson goes i don't owe you anything i don't owe you anything i'm a woman and i'm in power and i don't owe you anything well that argument doesn't actually work right so she ends up giving him the money money talks and so he talks her into giving him the 75 dollars and 80 cents that she owes the city exactly um and so she pays (laughs) mostly in um she plays in um you know those uh mcdonald's bucks yeah she pays in like, it's like those, except it's for Hardee's. Right. And she goes, let me go to my piggy bank. And she cracks her piggy bank open and it's full of Hardee's dollars. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that that was so funny. It was such a funny <laughs> little Easter egg that they put in the episode. Because obviously like. I mean, that's not legal tender, but. Yeah. And I mean, obviously like in Chicago, in the world of this show, like they don't have Hardee's. They have Carl's Jr. So I think it was one of those things that they were doing. Oh. Like, oh, make sure you're paying attention. Okay, now I see why you think it's so funny. So funny. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny, dude. Yeah. And he, yep. So anyway, so they get done with that part of the scene, which really sucked. 
And <laughs> then they get on and this part happened. Yeah. And then this other part happened where like <laughs> Shirley Homer Simpson is this detective who we've been seeing on the previous episodes and she's investigating malfeasance on the part of Mayor Lisa Kudrow, who was like this big sort of hero slash villain from season three. And she used the Chicago heroes to astroturf her rally. So she basically right. had them go around and pay a bunch of like protesters, except the opposite fans to come to her rally and like be like do the opposite of protesting, which is like be fan- contesters, contesters. And s- that's good. Don't do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Nobody can tweet that until I fin- figure out what I'm going to do with it. Okay. Um, so the mayor He's like ready to leave, right? And Shirley Homer Simpson, she goes, hang on. I've actually been wanting to talk to you and I I think I just bought a little bit of your time. And he goes, legally, you did not. That's, Mm -hmm. I can't take a bribe. Um, And in fact, he makes change for her, right? Because she paid him $76. So he he gives her back her change just to be very clear. There's no bribe happening. Right. Um, And she goes, uh, and he goes, I really got to get moving because it's the Ides of May. you know. And she goes, what the fuck does that mean? Right. She's like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard is what she actually <laughs> says. Well, she actually <laughs> says both of those things. She says both of them. And, um, <laughs> and then he, and she goes, I've actually been wanting to talk to you. Uh, you're, she goes, I want to ask you this question point blank and give and you goes, a chance. You're to the him. mayor, right? You're the mayor. <laughs> she does check that. She checks. And he goes, and uh, like, yeah, I'm thinking, thinking I'm the mayor. Thinking I'm the mayor. So he goes, I want to ask you point blank so you have a chance to deny it, you you scoundrel. Uh, and you, she goes, you sexy, sexy, sexy scum. Man. You sexy piece of shit. Uh, she goes, did your previous, your counterpart, the one that came before you, did the last mayor... Did Mayor, she kind of stumbled over her words. She goes, did Mayor Lisa Kudrow, the one from before, she goes, did she, she, did she pay the Chicago heroes to astroturf her big rally where she got shot that, and then came back to life from three days later? Did she use the city's employees to do her personal dirty work and get her ahead in a political election? And the mayor is kind of like, you know, that's such a good question. And I honestly don't know anything about that but you know what i want to know the truth just as much as you do so you know what i'm actually going to go over there in just a couple minutes to hand them their tax refund because they did their taxes right just huge they got huge refunds yeah he's like i'm going to give them thousands and thousands of dollars in tax refunds you should see the deductions they took he goes (laughs) they've been doing so much heroics and he's like so maybe when i get over there I can ask them and then we can get to the bottom of this together. Did you think it was so funny the way that he talked to Shirley Homer Simpson, the, um, the kind of she detective played by Lucy Liu, like she was five years old. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. And I, I think it's good to portray like how women actually need to be talked to in order to sort of understand whether or not people are going to, help them and if they're on the same page i think a lot of those like kind of vocal cues are really what we look for Mm -hmm. yeah and at the end of that whole thing he goes okay (laughs) (laughs) 
So <laughs> she's kind of like, okay, thank yeah. you. She goes, yeah, I'm okay. Um, she said both those things. So he goes over to the hero house. And on the way over there, he's telling his guru, who's like, you shouldn't be doing this. I swear. It's the Ides of May. Because we should go remember- home right now. Yeah. We got to go home right now. You're putting yourself into grave danger. He goes, just take care of it tomorrow. Yeah. Mayor was like, this is literally the safest house in Chicago. Yeah. And it's also my favorite place. It's like my favorite people, the safest place. It's going to fucking rock. He's like, I come over here all the time. I chill with them. We kick it, which is obviously true because you and I have, because it's been in every episode. Yeah. Because we've seen it. Yeah. I mean, I know we said that this character was new to this episode, but... So when webisodes. I so a moment ago when I said it had been in every episode, I meant the webisodes first of all, mm-hmm. and second of all, I meant the Wikipedia summaries of the webisodes, not right. even the exactly. webisodes because it hasn't even been in the webisodes, but in the summaries, mm-hmm. yeah, they write it in. They, yep, exactly. At the end of every summary, it goes, and also the whole time. The new mayor was chilling with the heroes at the hero house. Being their best friend. And it's got kind of asterisks by and it. It was very like, safe. Needs citation or whatever. <laughs> it but was very, yeah. Very, very safe. And no one got hurt. It's so safe. Yeah. And he kind of turns to this ugly ass like assistant guy and is like, you are going to stop worrying so much once we get there and you get an ice cold Bud Light Lime in your hand and you are just chilling in the pool and like doing yep. cannonballs and kind of whatever you want. Like they'll probably, even if you're, if you act cool, they'll probably let you even try shooting a gun. Well, we cut to the inside. So they're walking up the drive and we cut to the inside of the backyard of the hero house. And uh-huh. um, Ross is like just kind of, Coming, coming around back from awake his coma. and everybody's kind of like, groaning. All the other like, heroes no. are like they're prodding him and poking him. Like, uh-huh. do you think it took this time? Do you think it's gonna take? Um, do you think this one's gonna this one's gonna work? Um, yeah. kind of hoping he's dead. And he yeah. he's not. He's not. So he wakes up and the other heroes are doing uh they're doing um water bottle tosses, right? So they're basically mm-hmm. taking their water bottle and then they they hold it by the cap and they flip it in the air so that it lands on the base of the uh-huh. water bottle, right? Right. Well, Ross, he wakes up. He's like still in his kind of like a coma daze. You know, like when you come up from a coma and you're like kind of in a daze. Yeah. Kind of in a daze, like half sleep. Really? I'm so yeah. stupid. And Ross is already stupid. <laughs> yes, big time. So, so he's even stupider. He's even stupider. Because so he, he just got out of a coma. So he's like, all the heroes are cheering. They're doing their water bottle. You know, they land one and they're all like, oh, shit tick tock tick tock tick tock yeah so ross he wakes up he's like he goes tick tock tick tock and he reaches for the nearest item right he reaches onto the water bottle table because they got uh-huh. their water bottle or in the when i say on the table into their um fiji bottle cooler so they have a fiji bottle right. cooler uh brought Which to you by a, fiji a table but, but inverse that's awesome and he reaches into it and he pulls out what he thinks in his stupor is a water bottle. Uh, Don't know how you think that. Is it a water bottle? No. Uh, no. It, what is it? It's an eight inch. Uh, it's an eight inch. Um, uh, what's the brand? Uh, Henkel's Cutco. chef knife. <laughs> Cutco chef knife. Um, brought to you by Henkel's. And so it kind of was two knives. It was basically two knives. One was Cutco, one was Henkel's, and they, and they were, were sort of taped just taped together. together. Right. Yeah, at um, the handle. At the handle. To kind of, and so that actually explains what happens next. So they're taped together at the handle, like stacked on top of each other, which makes the knife kind of thicker, have a thicker base. 
right? Yes. So Ross mm-hmm. grabs it. He grabs it by the tip because he's really stupid, <laughs> and um, and he t- he tries to toss it. He goes, "I can do a water bottle toss all the way over the house," and he tosses it up in the air. <laughs> and it it's kind of that slow mo, like bing, flip, bing, whoosh, 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 whoosh. It's like the freaking uh, the bone at the beginning of 2001: A Space Odyssey flying into the air. It. Uh huh. Now I would have thought that never in a million years could Ross actually land a water bottle toss. Okay. I, I'm convinced he couldn't. Still, even though what happens next? Because they do happens. use a cut. They do cut. It's not yeah. continuous motion. There's um, no way David Swimmer did it. But you gotta hand it to David Swimmer. He made it look like he did it. Um, the. And that's acting. The water bottle, a.k.a. the two knives that are taped together. <laughs> where does that land? Well, it lands on the handle, tip straight up into the air on the steps of the hero house. Right on the steps. The, uh, the mayor, he's whistling. Literally, he's whistling. And the dumbass, ugly assistant guy is sort of like... Why are you whistling? Pay attention. And the mayor's like, haven't you ever heard of whistle while you work? Yes, which is kind of a callback. Yes. He steps on the knife, right? Because he's taking these big high steps. Because he's, okay. um, do you remember why he was doing that? Because it's an eight inch knife with a handle. So it's actually about, <laughs> it's about 12 inches in the air. So he's doing high stepping. Um and the reason for that is he's actually, he's skipping. We said that he was walking, but he's skipping. So he's skipping. Well, he starts <laughs> skipping to sort of piss off his dumbass assistant mm-hmm. guy because the assistant's like, stop whistling. He's like, haven't you heard of whistle oh, while you work? Skip? And then he starts I mean, skipping. He says, I mean, skip. And then starts <laughs> skipping. And, uh, well, let's just say that it was a big honking. Oopsie. A big honking oopsie. He slips, well, he doesn't slip exactly. He steps onto the knife. It goes straight through his foot, um, yeah. up into, all the way into his leg. It doesn't go through <laughs> his foot. I mean, it goes, he steps, his heel lands on it. So it goes eight inches, 12 inches into his leg, all the way pretty much up to his wiener. Um, he's very short. And he, um, then he kind of falls backward. He falls sideways onto the steps. Yep. He cracks his skull on the steps. Right, and then, you know, in the backyard, the heroes don't know what's happening yet. They don't know that the mayor's there to visit them. So, um, you know, Monica goes, I am going to throw my gun so that it lands on the handle yes. on the other side of the house. Right. So she go- throws it up, and it goes, and then it lands with such force that it sets the trigger off right. and shoots the mayor in the head. Yeah, shoots him in the head. Um, right so that was monica so you know um <laughs> joey obviously he goes you know yeah they all kind of have their different ways of killing. they did a few they did a few different things right i mean um joey actually he takes one little break from making rita's and he takes his blender and he has it plugged into a generator so that or into a battery so that it can stay on and he tosses that over the house <laughs> So it's still blending. Uh-huh. It doesn't have a lid on it. It lands on top of the mayor's head and kind of blends him up. Mm-hmm. That was Joey. Mm-hmm. Yep. And <laughs> and then um, Rachel 
is running around to the front of the house to make to get the kind of final shot for the TikTok. Yeah. To like, you know, get the them landing the shot. So she runs around and as she's doing that, she sees the mayor <laughs> and she thinks, Oh no, he's choking. She thinks he's choking. So she tries. <laughs> She tries to administer the Heimlich maneuver. And yet again, doesn't work. This is I mean, one this of time Rachel's he's not choking on anything. This is one of Rachel's honestly, it's one of her tragic flaws that a hero can have, which is that she does not know how to do the Heimlich maneuver. Yes. Yeah. I agree. And she seems to think she does know. Yeah, she but seems she to think does she does. Not. She puts both hands around the mayor's neck and squeezes <laughs> as hard as she can. And goes, Get it out of there, get it out of there. What's in there? So that was her. Chandler throws, Chandler's a lawyer. So he shows, a, he does a trick where he goes, I'm going to throw my fountain pen like a javelin all the way over the house. He throws his fountain pen like a javelin all the way over the house. It, um, it, the nib of the pen, um, just as Rachel takes her hands off of the mayor's neck, the nib of the pen goes into his neck, um, which actually saves his life for a moment because it gives him a trachea, a momentary tracheotomy for him to be able to breathe. Right. Well, it would have saved his life except for what at this point, what, um, well, we'd seen Monica, Joey, Chandler. And, and Rachel and, and Ross. And Rachel. And, um, well, and we, we, Ross did the, um, the knives, right? right? Ross is like, Ross is like, okay, okay. I know that the knives didn't, uh, I know that the knives didn't, um, Here's what happened. So the fountain pen, it goes into the mare's neck, right? But for a tracheotomy, uh-huh. you actually have to take the you have to take the pen back out of the neck. Right. right? It doesn't get just get to stay there. Right. It doesn't just get to stay there. So it's kind of plugging him up right. Can't now. live in your neck rent free. And his assistant bends over to start to take the pen out of his neck so that he can breathe. Right? Um, yep. except Ross in the back of the house, he goes, Okay, okay, let me try again. He reaches up, he grabs what he thinks is a water bottle but it's a Bud Light Lime. He throws the Bud Light Lime. It's going up over the house, right? Yep, yep. The assistant sees the gleam of the Bud Light Lime on one corner of his eye. Gets distracted oh, and by, the way, by it. By the way, he's played by Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott. The guy who's in Fleabag. It's that guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, no wonder he looks like shit. He looks so... Um, he looks so bad. And... <laughs> um, but... He, but his eyes do work. And so out of the corner of his eye, he <laughs> sees the Bud Light Lime coming towards him. And just instinctively, he reaches out with the hand that he was about to use to save the mayor, catches it, right? Looks, right. looks toward the camera and he goes, gotta quench my thirst. Opens it, yep. slams it like a can of dew. Uh-huh. And the mayor succumbs to his wounds in the background. And the mayor... Yeah, so comes to his wound, wounds and sort of says something. He's like, and you. And you. Dumbass. You dumbass piece of shit, Ross. Oh, yes, he's cursing Ross. He's cursing Ross um, with his last dying breaths. Yeah. And the assistant kind of glances down and sees that the mayor has died. And he goes, <laughs> Should have listened when I told you to remember the Ides of May. And the heroes are all kind of like, we still kind of don't know what the fuck that means. The hero, oh, because they came out from the back of the house, you mean? Well, they just don't know what the Ides of May means. They came, yeah. the, the heroes, they came around to the front of the house to see if the Bud Light Lime had landed. 
they see that. But this, they don't know what the Ides of May is. They don't know, right? So they all say to the assistant, they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And he's like, "It doesn't really matter anyway." <laughs> bye. Here's your tax he return. Says, bye. <laughs> bye. So um, I thought that episode was probably the best one they've ever done yet. <laughs> Did you agree? <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. That don't impress me much. That do impress me a lot. It does it impress was so us good. so much. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening, listeners out there in listener land. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Chicago Heroes as much as we did. And if you didn't get to catch it when it was on television, we hope that we did a faithful job of recapping it for you. As always, uh, my name is Ben Flores. I'm one of the hosts of Please Save Me. And I'm Sarah Black, the other host of Please Save Me. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you. We'll catch you on the flip stream. See ya. Smells like courage.